0: You're listening to Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is.
1: Hello, my friends. What is up? My name is Andy, and this is Beyond Synth, episode 323. On the show today, I will be catching up with Dead Life. And we'll be doing that in just a little bit. I've got a bunch of cool songs to play you, as always. And just to let you know that this will officially be the episode that comes out before I move. Which means for the next few weeks, I'm not going to have a proper studio. So I'm still going to try and edit the show. But there is a good chance that there will be a little bit of a break from Beyond Synth. Because I literally just can't edit the show if I have no place to sit. Unless you want me to work upside down Michael Keaton Batman style. You remember in Batman, Kim Basinger's sleeping in the bed and then she wakes up and looks over and fucking Michael Keaton's hanging upside down. Because he's the Batman, you know, and so he sleeps hanging upside down. And who knows, maybe that's a possibility, we'll see. But, basically, once I record what I'm recording today, right now, when I'm done... And this episode is edited. I'm putting my microphones in boxes. I'm putting, well I don't it only needs one box, but I mean I to break my microphone apart into like eight different pieces and put them into separate cases like a fucking hitman who's like assembling a sniper rifle from like different components that are hidden all over the room, but uh, and my mixer, all this stuff's got to go in a box. So look, let's listen to some music. I got a few things to say and uh, and then we will go on with the show. And of course, later on we will be catching up with Dead Life, and I had a fun chat with him, so you should enjoy that. So now, let's listen to this. This is A. Rice. I think that's how you say that. It could be A. Reese. R E I S. I know I've played a track of theirs on the show before and I cannot remember if they corrected me. So I'm going to say A. Rice for now. I think that's what I landed on last time. Uh, it's from the album New Horizons. Brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters the Kings of the Pattersons. Of course, we're talking about Petey's Deep and Delicious Bark and Chris Dance with the 88 and Mike Shima with the 82, and of course, Mystery Donor. Somebody mentioned that I forgot to mention Mystery Donor last week, so there you go. Anyways, let's listen to this. This is A. Rice with Spaceflight. was a rice with space flight from the album new horizons and that of course was brought to you by my awesome patreon supporters in the kroner club we got emil HampusML, ml and glenn Maine. i guess technically speaking jacob halfstrom and marcus nord are also in the kroner club right because the kroner club is the s-e-k and the n-o-k currencies and those are a-o-k with me So look, I got a message here because I would like to point out that Raur, awesome patron Raur, has upgraded his support. That's right, he's now in the $15 club, and it turns out that he is Petey's Deep and Delicious Bark. He was just having a little bit of fun, and he wrote a message, and I'm going to read it to you right now. He says, Hello, Andy. As reigning king of the Pattersons, I thought I would shoot you a message. I created this account as a gag. Big surprise, right? In order to send you a tip for a month, thanking you for all your excellent work. I heard you discussing the upcoming move a few months back and thought a few extra buckazoids might help out a bit. Moving royally sucks under any circumstances, and maybe I could offset cooking for a night with these funds. Anyway, I'll be returning the title back to the usual crowd next month and reverting back to my more plebeian... Is it plebeian or plebeian? It's plebeian, right? Plebe? My more plebeian spot in the $15 club. Newly upgraded. Best of luck with the move, and keep up the great work with the show. It's been better than ever lately. Raur Well, listen, Raur thank you very much for your support, and yes, your donation is very kind, and yes, we're moving in, like, a few days, and so I'm probably not going to be cooking on that final day, so we're going to have to get some junk food. Although, I shouldn't eat junk food on the day that we're moving, because that means, like, the next day when I'm going to be, like, loading the truck. I don't want to be all fucking weighed down and feeling gross from like eating McDonald's the day before, right? Hmm. Something to think about. But anyway, the point is this. Raur, you're a cool guy. Thank you so much for supporting the show. And for all of you who support the show, please hang in there with me. Uh, There probably will be a little bit of a break, but I have some plans and maybe we'll do a little soft reboot of Beyond Synth once I get my new uh, studio space set up, shuffling some segments around, changing things up. It's always fun to change things up, right? It sort of ushers in a new era. Anyways, look, let's listen to some more music. I want to listen to this one from Connor and Dark Smoke Signal. Two cool people working together. It's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. There's Mike Erdahl with the 5666. And in the $50 Club, we got Brandon Decker and Tim Carlton. That's right. So I hope you enjoy this. This is Connor and Dark Smoke Signal with Watch Em Burn the alternate version. And that was Watch'em Burn, the alternate version by Connor and Dark Smoke Signal, working together. And that uh, was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. There's Mr. Jacob Wick, my semi-sonic friend and cool guy. And then, of course, Retro Serenade with the 3333 and Hugh Hefna with the 2666. I got a nice message from a friend of Basil's, aka Blood and Chrome. So, uh, as you know, we put out a memorial episode to Blood and Chrome a few months ago after he passed away, and, uh, you know, every so often someone will message and just voice their appreciation for the show we put together and uh, remembering Basil, because obviously that he was a super talented guy, and then I just got a message the other day from a person who said, well, oh, I hope you don't mind this. I'm going to read some of this. This is sort of a private message, but uh, I thought it was nice. They say, uh, hello, Andy, just dropping a line, or a few, to thank Thank you for producing episode 314. Basil is a gem of a human and creative. I knew Basil long before his blood and chrome days, part of the OG crew all the way back to 2005. He hasn't changed a bit. The obsession, the deep, genuine, no-nonsense friendships, humility, and humor. I don't suppose any of those parts of him will change on the other side, except now he can laugh and learn from a few more of his favorites there, instead of just us mere mortals. He's the type of person who would want to walk beside you through hellfire or a hail of blood. We are ever so lucky to have held him in our lives, and now to hold him in our memories forever. Cheers, and keep up the good work. So, look, thanks for reaching out. You know, it's always nice to get messages like that, instead of getting people emailing me calling me an asshole. (laughs) To be honest, that doesn't really happen too much. I get that more on YouTube. Because you know that that weird cartoon I made, where it was just me saying, if you like Synthwave, listen to Beyond Synth, now get the fuck out of here. And I was just using that photo app to make myself look like a cartoon. That video has like... 9,000 views for some reason? (laughs) Like, I don't know why, but uh, anyway, those are the kind of things where once something reaches, like, a certain amount of views, because so far, you know, the Beyond Synth audience is very nice and cordial and, you know, a small but loyal audience, but once you uh, make something that gets uh, more eyes and ears on it, that's when sort of people come out of nowhere and go like, who the fuck's this asshole? And this guy's annoying, and shit like that, right? And uh, I'd like to pretend that it doesn't hurt my feelings. All right, let's listen to some more music, and we'll be talking into a dead life later in the show but first we got to listen to this cool track from The Goondock Saint from the album Follow the Sign brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 club like Clint Dowling, A Star Apart, Alex Selix and Blake Peterson, a Cargo Cult Luau and Eurobeat Intensifies and this is The Goondock Saint with Treasure of the Ancient Gods And that was Treasure of the Ancient Gods by the Goondock Saint from the album Follow the Sign. And if you dig that, uh, I had the Goondock Saint on the show. Was that this season? I can hear birds chirping outside. It was either this season or last season. Anyways, uh, Cool Guy makes awesome music. And uh, that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 club like Honeybeard, Johnny Five, Joseph Richards, Ken Giroux, and Neverman. And hey, I saw Honeybeard the other day. We went out for a... drink he and his wife and julian we went to a different arcade bar because i heard tilt there was a fire at tilt i think it was like the apartments that are above the retail space and uh i guess when they put out the fire there was all this water and stuff and so some of the arcade machines got damaged and ah it's just a horrible horrible story so we went to this other place called something and uh it was fine it was sort of like tilt but a little smaller and then this DJ started playing really annoying house music, and then it was uh, time for me to go. And in the meantime, I watched uh, Doctor Strange because that was on Disney+, Plus. so I watched the Doctor Strange sequel, and it was fine. I don't really have too much to say about it. Like, I thought it was interesting. I watched some other reviews where they talk about how the middle of the movie was sort of filler, you know, when they brought in all those cameos. If you haven't seen the film, I'm not gonna spoil it. But, you know, they, they brought in cameos of these different actors to be, like, alternate versions of certain heroes and stuff. While that part might have been filler. I think that was my favorite part of the movie only because the level of violence was pretty surprising for a Marvel movie. Uh, what? Well, okay. I can't spoil it. Look, the point is that, uh, the movie was okay. And in, in those moments where it went sort of, kind of darker, I I like those moments better because they genuinely surprised me tonally and visually, because for the most part, you know, when you watch the Marvel movies, they all feel the same, and I've lost the excitement for these things. And uh, what else? I guess I finished watching Obi-Wan Kenobi, too, so I guess we can talk about that. Well, how about this? Let's listen to another song, and uh, and then we'll do a quick little review of that. I got a cool one from Occam's Laser, another guy who's been on the show before. Uh, I forget what episode number, but he makes cool uh, dark synth music. Music, and This was from his album Occult 90, which I believe came out uh, after he was on the show. It's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club, like Restless Nights, Robot Conglomerate, who I realize... I- Sometimes I call you Robert Conglomerate without realizing it. And it's just this weird force of habit, but it is indeed robot conglomerate, Sir Mikethy, Techno Technoben, and your imaginary friend Petey, who really will be my imaginary friend in about a week's time, because I won't live here anymore and I will have no more connection with Petey the dog. But until then, let's listen to Occam's Laser with the track Ossuary. Was ossuary by Occam's Laser from the album Occult Ninety? That is how you say that word, right? Ossuary. What is an ossuary, anyways? Isn't it like a fucking blood thing, like a like an underground thing of blood? Hold on. An ossuary is a chest, box, building, well, or site made to serve as the final resting place of human skeletal remains. They are frequently used where burial space is scarce. Oh, so there's no blood. Do people say ossuary? It's weird. As I say ossuary, I feel like I've heard people say ossuary, but there's no H. It's two S's. Anyway, that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 club, like Slade. Oh, that was the end of the list. I should have (laughs) probably... Well, you know, then there's Forged in Neon with the 2049 and Joshua Winter with the 20 and Waylon Kasky Geospatial with the 1988. So uh, what did you all think about Obi-Wan Kenobi? So here are my thoughts. Spoiler free. At this point in time, it's just clear to me that these Disney Star Wars shows are being directed by the concept artists because it just feels like cool concept art brought to life but without a story to justify the visuals. It's the exact same thing I felt about Boba Fett show where there's all these visuals going on that I thought were cool. I I like the idea of Boba Fett standing next to a big sort of evil Chewbacca who also is his partner. I like the idea of Boba Fett riding a Rancor beast. Like, these things I like the image of. Boba Fett and Mandalorian standing back to back in some showdown while they're getting attacked with lasers and stuff. All these images are cool, but then you watch the show and go, Oh, but the reason why they're doing this is horrible. Like, what, what is the story here? And I, with Obi-Wan Kenobi, it wasn't that it was horrible, it just didn't feel thought out. So, if you're the type of person who just is just happy to see Obi Wan Kenobi have a lightsaber battle with Darth Vader, just the mere fact of seeing that makes you happy. I can't and won't deny your feelings because I know there's things that make me happy like that. You know, like I can watch a completely shitty movie, but if Scorpion is fighting Sub Zero in it, it makes me happy to see those characters in combat doing karate and stuff. So, I will sort of shut my brain off and just go, I'm just happy to see this thing taking place. Now, theoretically. I should also feel that way about Obi-Wan Kenobi having a lightsaber battle with Darth Vader, but for some reason, I just didn't find myself connecting with anything that was going on in this show, even though there were some cool visuals. And I will say that the last episode did have some cool visuals, and I did like the, the battle that they had and the things that they sort of said to each other, but maybe some nerds? can do the same thing they did with the Peter Jackson's The Hobbit movie and maybe there's a way to edit down this six episode Obi-Wan series into like uh, a one hour and a half movie that condenses the story kind of focuses more on Obi-Wan and Vader and just sort of compresses it down into something more meaningful I think nerds might be able to save it. I don't care. I, like, I've got no stake in this, but uh, I don't know. I just feel like it was a sort of a missed opportunity. I, it wasn't as disappointing as Boba Fett, but it definitely wasn't... I was hoping for something more. I was hoping that Boba Fett was the misstep and that they would go, okay, let's course correct and let's make sure that this Obi-Wan Kenobi show is of a higher tier. So I was expecting something a bit more cinematic, uh, maybe a bit more meaningful and impactful and it just sort of felt disposable and it felt very like a TV show. And I, I get it, like it is a TV show, but if you look at Stranger Things, for example, uh, like season four of Stranger Things, which I haven't finished, I am only I only watched the, the first two, but just visually that show looks like higher budget. Like, with the set direction and the image quality, there's just something about that show where you're like, okay, I'm watching something important and, and uh, well-produced and high-budget, and then just Obi-Wan just felt like a TV show, so I don't know. Anyway, look, that's my report about that. Let's listen to Judge Bitch, all right? All right. I've been meaning to do a catch-up with him, but we haven't recorded that yet, and I was sort of holding off on playing some of the music from his album because I was like, oh, we're going to talk about it when we uh, catch up, but I don't think I'm going to be able to record a catch-up with him for a while, so how about we just listen to some cool music from Judge Bitch, from his album Temple Serpent, and uh, it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters like Toots with the 1986, and in the 1985 club, Rachel Buckelman and Sarah Buchelman, and in the 1950 Pound Club, We got David Evans. Now listen to this. This is Judge Bitch with Paladin. by Judge Bitch that's right a cool song and I'll try and catch up with him sometime uh, later in the year and we'll listen to some more because it was a cool album and of course it was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters like Gene Creamer Private Eye and Rawr and Mads Baron Christensen and we will never forget the immortal Chris Celia Lane and uh, let's do birthdays real fast I guess So we got Retro Serenade, whose birthday is on June 28th, which is the day that I am recording this. Uh, I don't know if it's the day it's going to release, but it's the day I'm recording this, so happy birthday, Retro Serenade. Did you know that you share a birthday with Elon Musk? Ever heard of that guy? He's going to save us all when he buys Twitter, and, uh, yeah, (laughs) Twitter can't be saved. Hey, guess what? In 1820... (laughs) I just copy and pasted this from the website. Tomato is proven to be non-poisonous by Colonel Robert Gibbon, eating a tomato on Steps of Courthouse in Salem, New Jersey. Did people used to believe that tomatoes were poisonous? That's new to me, man. Uh, In 2009, Professor Stephen Hawking hosts a party for time travelers at the University of Cambridge, not sending out the invites until after the party. I take it nobody showed up? I didn't follow up on this story. I'll I'll do some research and report back. Uh, By the way, I'll totally forget to do that. And in sad news, uh, on this day and date in 2009, Billy Mays, American television pitchman, passed away. You remember him because he was a very animated and crazy guy with, like, this jet black beard and, like, this black dyed hair. You know, he passed away in 2009, but we did get to see a little glimpse of him in The Last Jedi Remember that scene where, like, Luke is a hologram at the end of the movie and he's, like, force-projecting himself and he shows up, in quotes, younger uh, when he appears and he just had, like, this dyed black beard and black hair and he looked horrible? And all I could think of when it was on screen was, like, why did they just make him look like Billy Mays? This is so fucking weird. Anyway, the point is, happy birthday, Retro Serenade. You're a cool guy. Just like your friend Estevez, a.k.a. Drow. I never learned how to say your name. (laughs) Or did I? (laughs) I guess it's been a year. I think you probably told me, and then in that year... Look, man, a lot's gone on, okay? I'm a very distracted guy, and I apologize, but... I do want to say happy birthday to you June the 29th and uh, I didn't really find too much interesting stuff going on I can say that in 2018 Steve Ditko passed away that's sort of sad news he was an American comic artist responsible for things like uh, you know Amazing Spider-Man and Doctor Strange he was the guy who who worked alongside uh, Stan Lee and that sort of ties things together nicely right because I just watched Doctor Strange there you go uh, but he lived a nice life he lived to be 90 so that's cool and of course in 1762 Russian Tsar Peter the divorces his wife, Catherine the You know, it's funny. You know, how we always like make fun of like, uh, parents, like new parents because they're all giving all their kids like stupid names. And it's always like, what kind of name is that? You know, you sound like an old man when you find out people's names are like fucking applesauce and shit like this. But then you go back in time and it's like the exact opposite problem. Like people can't even come up with names. Like, can you imagine? Like, what's your name? Fucking Peter three. <laughs> like, your parents couldn't have given you another fucking name? Peter 3, do you take Catherine 2 to be your name? It's so fucking stupid. Anyway, look, I want to thank my awesome Patreon PayPals, all right, before we listen to another song. Like Upgrade Jimpy, the king of the PayPals, followed very closely by Mr. Ross Bruce, the Silver Bruce, okay? And then there's Alex Lightspeed in the 1984 Club and Austin Whetstone in the 1199 Club. These are all some great clubs. Now listen to this, because this is a cool song. This is TLF from his album Planet Sadness. This is Things Will Never Be The Same Again. That was Things Will Never Be The Same Again by TLF from the album Planet Sadness, brought to you by my awesome PayPals, that's right, who support the show on PayPal, like Jimmy Groon, Rosconian, Brandon Morin, Digital Dreams, Gustav Velichek, Dan Williams, Russell Nyes, Timothy Warwick, Jersey, Brian West, Dominus Lux, and we got a new one today, and I don't know how to pronounce your name, dude. Uh Michael Saki? Is that how you say that? S A C C H I? I would say Saki, but then it could be like Sachai. <laughs> Is your name Michael Sachai? Anyway, I think it's Michael Sackey but you can correct me. And as we've learned from the other pronunciations today, I will forget. Uh, but Michael sent me a message. He says, Hey Andy, I don't listen regularly, but I love your show. I hope your father gets better and your move goes smoothly. Greetings from Germany! Mike! Well, listen, thank you for supporting the show. You're a cool guy, Mike. A cool German guy. And you can be just like Mike and support the show by going to patreon.com slash beyond synth or by donating uh, via PayPal which you can find at beyondsynth.com and then click on the PayPal button or there's a PayPal me address which you can find in the links in the show notes there are show notes did you know that You know who helps me write those show notes? Christian Quello! That's right. Christian Quello helps me every week uh, write the episode descriptions that you can read when you uh, click on SoundCloud. I think that text also copies over to Spotify and stuff as well, which is where you can find all the links to all the artists that I feature on the show, which is a cool thing to do if you like cool things. And I think that you do. I hope that you do So how about this Let's uh, listen to one more track And then we'll go uh, Catch up with Dead Life So I want to listen to this one From Tyconic From the album Driftliner And it is a cool song And you're gonna dig it And I'm gonna dig it How about this Let's do a shout out To some random patrons I want to do a shout out To Robocock Kevin Taylor Roman Simon Norberg Nathan Winter and Stu Triple the M. And I hope you dig this. This is Tyconic with Wave Glider. That was Wave Glider by Tyconic from the album Driftliner. Brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. We'll do a random shout out today to Enrico Guili, Eric Seikins, Martin Stonehouse, Seach, and Stuart Gibb. Thank you so much for supporting the show. You're cool people. Let's go chat now and catch up with Deadlife. And I am here right now, catching up with Dead Life, a.k.a. Ed, from the town of Crewe, now in Manchester. Is that still correct? Yeah, that's, that is correct. I am now
2: in Manchester.
1: I went back and listened to our previous conversation to make sure we don't tread over any of the same ground, because I'm guilty of doing that. <laughs> so the last time we talked, you had reawoken a rib injury... Because when you were young, you were in a mosh pit and someone drop kicked you in the ribs. Oh, man. And uh, when we last spoke, you bent over to pick up your computer and fucked your ribs up. And so, are you better now?
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. My my ribs fully healed. (laughs) (laughs) Man, yeah. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. I remember because I was leaning over my PC and uh, (laughs) I don't know if I'm just getting old or what, but yeah, my rib just popped out not quite like that that sounds like really graphic actually no i've said like (laughs) no it it wasn't that graphic just yeah i made a really loud like and i was really happy that my housemate wasn't in because he would have been like what the fuck
1: (laughs) your wimp yeah like (laughs) what's he doing you can't have your rib pop out like a man (laughs) just push it back in
2: yeah but it's fine now. it's fine now.
1: good well that's good news i think we also had a It was funny listening back. There was about like a 10-minute chunk where we were talking about Pepsi Max. Oh, yeah. I'm still drinking.
2: Well, I'm drinking Pepsi Max Raspberry at the moment. Ooh. How many different flavors are there? There's probably quite a few, but Pepsi Max Raspberry is the one that I'm particularly fond of
1: at the moment. (laughs) The the reason why this is hilarious. So the audience won't know this. You and I just caught up for about an hour and 45 minutes having a pretty serious conversation and then... (laughs) we're talking about life and you know our feelings on the world and all this stuff and the second we start recording it's like yeah i'm drinking raspberry pepsi max
2: (laughs) 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 it's like oh yeah 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 pepsi's pretty cool man yeah
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) i've actually been cutting back on it a bit i've been drinking a bit more tea lately i was drinking nothing but pepsi and I was thinking, that can't be good for the old <laughs> stomach. So yeah, I was yeah. thinking, you know,
1: I should probably start drinking tea. Maybe that's why your, your rib popped out in the first place. Your belly Maybe. was so full of uh, <laughs> of foam and uh, and uh, carbon... <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? What's the Combinated bubbles? Carbonated beverage. Yeah, there we know, are. It. All right. right yeah. anyway. <laughs> the point is that uh, you're a cool guy. You just came out with a... A new album. Yep. Probably the last time we played on the show was uh, Marco. It was uh, one of his picks when we did our uh, one of our '90s shows, and he chose Zealous Veins. That was Marco's favorite. Oh yeah, Marco's a good guy, man. I like Marco.
2: Yeah, we go back many many years. As the me and you, actually we go many many well not many years not like 50 years or something but a fair few years if i'm being very accurate
1: yeah it's so interesting now with covid having added an extra two years to everything yeah it is weird to think about there's a certain people who i realize like oh yeah we've been chatting for like eight years or whatever you know like and it doesn't feel that way but you know even though when i first found out about the synthwave scene i felt like i was late to it because i joined in like 2013 you know and you know because there was artists obviously making stuff in like 2010 and 2011 and stuff like this and so now it's interesting to think that we're the people who are now like the elder statesmen of if the scene even still exists the way that it used to because i guess does anyone go to synthetics anymore i think i have i think i run synthetics (laughs) No, there was a point where Rick shithouse gave me and Mike the code. Like, Mike Mendoza and just said, like, you guys can run it now. And then, like, we had these big plans of, like, oh, we'll reinvigorate it. And Marco was there, too. He was there. The three of us were going to, like, reinvigorate synthetics. And then... <laughs> just left it. Yeah, no, seriously. Like, a month in, I was like, you know what? I have no fucking time for this shit. <laughs> like... <laughs> I think I was around there
2: that time because yeah, around 2013. I think or it could be 2014. I'm not sure. Uh, 20. Think,
1: yeah, it was oh. Ed Ed Harbinger times. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> the days uh, before Dead Life.
2: Yeah, it's crazy how like the past couple of years has just kind of warped time my whole concept of time has just completely gone out the window, so it's like... I mean, when I first came into synth, I was just a shit poster, basically. I mean, I, I was just posting weird beats and synthetics, and I just was listening to loads of weird 80s music. And, like, to be honest, a lot of it, well, I was just like... <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I won't say I I won't say what I thought about a lot of it but back then it was uh, yeah, it sounded very uh, tinny I think would be the kindest word I could say about a lot of it but you know I mean there were some good artists around then I remember there was like hoo-ha you know I was into hoo-ha back then then obviously Laserhawk Obviously he's, he's still knocking about Man this is going right back You know like Because this is like When I first entered that group I don't even know how I found it I think I just ended up in that group Because I was like Oh I'm making weird kind of music But it wasn't 80s It was just weird spacey beeps Because I think I've been playing Mass Effect loads mm. And I just started to produce I was just learning how to make music basically I think I was using Reason at the time And I think I spoke to Huha. Or Mike Mendoza at the time um, Well obviously his real name I, I don't think he's changed it yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He he got married and took his wife's name He's one of those guys
2: <laughs> and, um, I think he was doing a compilation of something And he said do you want to be on it
1: It could have been that class action one Do you remember that? Oh yeah, so that was, yeah, so for the (laughs) listeners, I don't know if this is still a big thing now, but there was these like Russian music sites. Music Bazaar was it called? Yeah, they'd steal people's music and then just resell it. But clearly it was an automated process. They weren't really discriminating what they were stealing. They would just steal it and then sell it on their own thing. And so the idea was to make a compilation that was just noise (laughs) and like just blank songs and stuff and just see if they would steal that (laughs) and then try and sell it. The, The mission was For every artist to make basically like just trash or joke music or whatever.
2: I was so, I remember being so honored to be asked. I was like, oh my, I've been asked to be on a compilation. Like, this is my time to shine.
1: And it was just a a white noise compilation.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) because he was on on it
1: a lot of people were like protector 101 and yeah but that was the thing that mike was annoyed by because people were putting more effort into it than he wanted because the whole premise was the songs were supposed to be bad like that was the thing but sometimes there's some artists who like can't take on that project you know like you can't help but throw in a cool beat or do something you know well if you check mine out it was called snake wave by ed harbinger and i found a fart
2: on freesound.org and so (laughs) and i just learned how to sample stuff Mm -hmm. so i got this fart and i just started playing around with it and i think i just started using ableton then like if i put it on now it still makes me smile just listening to this little tuneful fart every now and then just randomly (laughs) pierce through the, the noise just like yeah it's great but that was one of my first tracks. (laughs) Probably the peak of my career, I think.
1: Well, look, (laughs) how about this? We'll keep talking, but let's listen to uh, some music. So, uh, obviously, Tortured uh, tortured Uh, (laughs) Tortured Waters is a cool album. Might as well play this one. We played it on the show before. This was Marco's pick, but it is a really cool song. It's called Zealous Veins, and it's by Dead Life. And that was Zealous Veins by Deadlife. And I'm here right now catching up with Ed, aka Deadlife, straight from his Dragon Ball Z fan site <laughs> on Angel Fire. Did we talk about that last time? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to tie this conversation back to the last one, but... uh,
2: Man, I love that site. It's like a time capsule back to me being 16 years old in college and
1: just ruining my education. When we talked last time, it was really funny because I think you were the last conversation I had before Cyberpunk came out, and we were all very excited for it, and then the conversation sort of aged poorly a bit (laughs) because...
2: I can't wait for the new Cyberpunk. It's going to be so good. I can't wait to be playing that. It's going to be massive. Oh,
1: dude. Yeah, we were super excited. And I remember just reading the comments like, so that aged well, you know. (laughs) But I will say this. I picked up because i have a ps5 they came up with the next gen version of cyberpunk and it was on sale for 29 bucks so i was like fuck it 29 bucks like I'll, I'll play it so i bought it you know a year after it had come out and uh, it's fine it's fine it's okay the game's fine man
2: like i played it on pc and you know what it's fine yeah that's what i thought when i played it i was like it's not like mind shatteringly great but it's fine
1: it's all right. Yeah, I think what happens is, right, when things happen in entertainment, there becomes a sentiment about the thing in the zeitgeist where it's like, for the rest of time, Cyberpunk will be that game that was this broken, overhyped, shitty game. Like, that's going to be what people yeah. remember Cyberpunk as. Yeah. And as I'm playing it, I'm just like, this is okay. You know, like, this is a game that if it launched and didn't have the bugs and was, you know, had a good launch... It would have been maybe a 7.7... And you know, an eight. You know what I mean? Like it wouldn't have been. It wasn't a ten out of ten. Like it wasn't an Elden Ring or whatever. You know, like it was. It's okay. And to be honest with you, I am. I'm enjoying playing it. Like I like how the city's so fucked up that pretty much like everyone's a bad guy. So that anytime you end up getting into a gunfight, you just end up getting experience points and you can get their items because like usually there is like criminals. Yeah. When I play Grand Theft Auto, I I play. I'll turn it on every six months and go. I just want to have a cool gunfight. But then the second you do anything, cops are on. You and like you know it's not that much fun but I find in cyberpunk the second you draw your weapon like bad guys will just appear and then you can just you know, take their stuff and get into a gunfight and the cops don't really show up and anyway
2: I mean I've not played it since it got patched and stuff obviously I played it on on launch but yeah like I mean it was fine and I played it I know people were like oh it sucks and stuff but yeah I mean I said when it came out it was I played through it I completed it and was like yeah I probably won't play it again but it was it was fine <laughs> That's all I've got to say about it. Like, yeah. it, like it, it was something that I haven't really spoken about since. I played through it and was like, it's a decent cyberpunk game, so I can't really complain. Yeah. I've, um, whoops. Oh. Sorry, I just knocked over a... Can, can of, of Pepsi, Pepsi. Max? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So did you play anything that was compelling? Well, after I wrote Torch of
2: Waters, I was like, I need to give myself a break because I've basically constantly written for the past since I brought up Bionic pretty much. I've just been constantly writing, so I was like, I need to forcibly give myself a break. So I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV, which I've already played in the past, but... um I've been playing that for like Probably about three months Pretty much consistently Which one is 14? That's the online one That's like the second online RPG MMO type thing
1: Okay What was the one with the car? I remember seeing pictures of 15. one where like, Oh, that's 15 that's Okay, 15.
2: That's like the Like a big road trip type one That one was fine I played that one It was alright It wasn't the best one But it was I played through it, I completed it It, it was it, like it was alright But yeah, 14 is really good So I've been slamming that I was doing a lot of PvP on that But then, quite recently, actually, after taking, like, a few months off to stop myself from writing, because I was like, I need a break. Especially with Tortured Waters, because with Tortured Waters, I felt very different writing that album, because last year was
1: pretty, uh... hmm. Great? Uh, (laughs) It was a really great year for you and everybody else? I wouldn't say... Well, yeah, well... (laughs) It was one of those... (laughs) It was one of those years where it was
2: just like... Fuck, man. Just a lot of fucking weird shit was going on. Like, I mean, fucking hell, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the... world yeah just you know not just the world being how it is but just a lot of stuff around me going on like Mm -hmm. a lot of fucking people close to me like a lot of things were happening that was it was quite a lot to deal with sure like i had my own things going on like um some like health stuff but more that i was trying to get well so that i could help people that were close to me you know yeah so that that was frustrating because i I wanted to to be all right because i wanted to be there for people that that were going through some really tough shit so a lot of torture waters was about you know it was my 10th album and i was like fuck man i've just been writing constantly so i did feel different writing it and um i don't know a lot of things changed last year i just felt different writing it and i knew that after i wrote that album that going forward something would have to change in how i was writing i didn't want to do the same thing going forward so
1: i knew i needed a break like 10 fucking albums man yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait so, is that difficult though like you must still have the compulsion even while you're on a break to be like oh, i gotta lay down this beat though or like i've got a oh, tune dude. in my head like
2: yeah i'm not gonna lie man um not writing has been fucking miserable i've really wanted to write but i wanted to stop myself from writing because writing for me is everything like that is i'm quite fortunate i've sculpted my entire life around writing to the point where i've given up everything else just to write i'd go to work come home and i'd write that is the be all and end all and I've made my life that way I've been very very fortunate that when I started writing I was just writing for myself it's something that that I'd be doing anyway and I've always said that Um, And it was very freeing when I first wrote my first album to write that album and be like, you know, I don't care if no one hears this because I enjoyed writing that much. And after the years that I'd had prior to that, which obviously people probably don't know about, I don't know if what people know and what they don't. But I'd got to a point musically after many, many years of being in the music industry of where I was, you know, I'd had the rug pulled from out, you know, i'd started from scratch basically and I'd had a lot taken like sometimes that's just how the chips fall you know like mm-hmm. sometimes that's just the way life works sometimes you know you end up in a position where that's just how things work out like sometimes things don't work out in your favor that's just how life is and i think as you get older sometimes that's just how it goes so i got to a point where i was like okay i love making music i understand now that i will never make it for a living i will work and that's something i've always done i've always worked like you know minimum wage jobs and that's fine you know so that's where dead life came from which was like i was at my lowest deb but i'm gonna write anyway and like so when i made that first album i was like hey if one person hears it that's fucking awesome but i'm gonna just write because i really enjoy it and it felt very freeing to do that very liberating to be able to be like yeah fuck it i'm gonna just write anyway yeah and then i was fortunate enough that you know it just poured out it just it just poured out and poured out and poured out and then it hasn't stopped because I just love doing it it's my favourite thing to do just writing creating and having no no walls you know like no band around me being like oh come on man we need to write more poppy stuff man like oh come on man, (laughs) we need need more choruses like I get it I get why people do that like but with Dead Life I know exactly the direction I want to take it with every album I know exactly what I want to do with every album that I do so that's why I've just carried on in on that trajectory.
1: Well, speaking of uh, the trajectory of awesome music, we should uh, probably play some yeah. uh and I'd like to hear another tune from the album. So let's do that. This is uh, Afterlight Special by Deadlife. And that was Afterlight special by Deadlife. And I'm here with Deadlife right now talking about the music and and the passion for the music. But it sounds like you're intensely busy and, like, focused on making tunes and stuff. Like, do you want to take a break? Do you need a break? So, you know,
2: it's got to a point now where it's like, you know, with my 10th album, I was like, okay, maybe I do need to take a moment because... I was like, holy shit, man, 10 albums. I got a comment saying like, hey, man, I can't wait for your 10th album. Like, I've bought the previous nine. And I was like, man, nine albums like that. I mean, that's really, (laughs) obviously, that's really cool. Like, man, it's surreal that within that time, like, I've written that much and that people even like what I do. I don't think that'll ever really sink in. And I get these messages from people. And it feels like yesterday when I started. And it's like, man, I can't believe that people like what I'm doing. And I can't believe that I actually managed to make some money from what I love doing. So, obviously, I'm always going to be thankful for that. But then I think, holy shit, man, I've written fucking nine albums. Like, fuck me. Like, I need to stop for a minute and just fucking think about what I'm doing here. Like, this is fucking mad. So, that's why I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV for fucking, like, three or four months. (laughs) 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 That's why I'm literally, mate, been absolutely tanning that game for three fucking months. And I mean, absolutely, every single day logging into that game and slamming PvP to the point where I was like, oh man, I need to fucking write probably, but then I'd be like, no, no, I can't write yet, I can't write yet, because I know when I start writing another album, I'm not going to stop till I've written it, so I'm like, yep, yeah, I'm going to just focus on PvP, I'm going to just get this weapon I'm going to fucking go and hit that boss that's what I've been doing, and then recently, I was like, right, probably time to fucking think about writing again So, a couple of weeks ago, I went back and I binged fucking Berserk. I watched Berserk, the original series. Mm. (laughs) And, like, I just started gorging on some fucking good shows and stuff. And I was like, man, I'm fucking ready to write again. So, I've started writing again. And I fucking love it, man. Sorry, I fucking love it. Like, I fucking love it. Honestly i feel so fucking lucky that i've got something like that and i think anyone that makes art like if you just fucking make art that you like it's so good to just sit down and like it doesn't matter if no one hears it or sees it just fucking sit down and just make a thing you know if you just get an hour or two hours and just sit there and make a a little thing you know and just make it as good as you can make it just focus on that your little quiet time just sit there and do a you know make a little i don't know what it is I don't know man it's just it's my favourite place I love that place and I just love being in that place so much that I've ended up sculpting it so that man I'm like a a little gremlin or something man (laughs) like my housemate says I'm like a little gremlin or something like I literally like he goes to work and he comes back and I'm just like hey man I'm like all disheveled and I'm like fucking I haven't slept for like two days <laughs> like, just writing some song like you know am i waking up at weird hours
1: well i like to hear the passion <laughs> so i'm just fucking going off on one no but that's Mine. the the important thing i think there's a lot of people who sort of join the synthwave scene because synthwave is a music that you know as a beginner has sort of an accessibility yeah it's not necessarily complex music to make if you're a fan of it you, i think you can sort of Produce it if you want to and without Mm. too much struggle. But at the end of the day, the people who, you know, rise to the top or have a special place in music lovers' hearts are the people who are truly passionate about their music. And like, you're one of those artists who I trust. Your music's awesome. Like, you make awesome music. Thanks, dude. I appreciate that. I say this, and I, I know it's like sort of a simple and silly thing to say, but I've always just found you just, you're one of those artists who hits the right notes. For me and for my ear, when I listen to the melodies and the progressions you make in your songs, it's like, you're always doing what I want to hear like when it happens. It's not to say that I'm not surprised, especially with this album. Like, I like these little things you do where, you know, it'll ramp up and then it'll kind of break down into, like, sort of an orchestral bit, you know, and there'll be, like, this sort of moment of reprieve before it, like, kicks back in again. And But, yeah, like, the, I've always just found it's just, it's always just been quality, awesome, driving music with a cool, uh, I like the complex and cool, like, fast bass lines and and things like that and so uh you know that comes from a place of someone who who actually cares about what they're doing so it's nice to hear
2: well man especially over the past few years like as people over time started finding my stuff it got to a point where it was like obviously i was always doing music for myself but then when you start getting comments and like messages and stuff and 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 people start believing in in your music vision you know like what you're doing for what I was doing, obviously, I can't speak for other artists because like everyone's got their own reason for doing what they do, you know, in terms of whatever art they're making. And for what I do, when I make something, it's like I want to put as much you know two hundred percent as much of my passion into what I'm you know, like I've always got a very concrete direction and vision for what I want for that like I want to make a complete thing for someone so that when someone hears it it's all there you know like I want to show someone like here's a thing that I've made from start to finish and you know and it's there and if someone likes it cool if not cool I just want people to enjoy like what I've made because you know time is precious like time is very valuable and um I want people to have that journey i know that sounds right on my own ass and i know i (laughs) can't i know i can disappear right but you know like i will come out but it's something that i just love doing music is something i've always you know obviously it's something i've done for many years and and it's something that i've dedicated like and i will always dedicate my life to because i I think when i went to uni first time i think i was dabbling with some i think i went on like after effects or something and then I was thinking oh I'm, you know I might start doing that and I was like no I'm gonna focus you know 100% like you know because it's, it's when I was learning to produce because like originally I was a drummer and I think I dabbled around with other stuff but I was like no like I want to focus on learning to produce because I've been in bands before but I, I, I couldn't produce you know I, I couldn't produce electronically that was what I wanted to really focus on I wanted to focus everything onto that and I wanted to make complete you know especially in, in a world where there's so many games and Things where everything's DLC or like in bits, where you've got to pay extra for this or that, it's hard to get a complete thing. You know, it's always like you got to pay a bit more to get.
1: You know what I just thought? Does DLC DLC stands for downloadable content, right? Yeah. So why do they break it up by DL if downloadable is one word? Why is it DLC? I don't know. Because like download isn't two words. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. I fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, listen, we gotta listen to a song. That was my way of interrupting you. You've been you've been pontificating for a long time. Yeah,
2: I fucking went for
1: it. <laughs> it's good though. Um I wanna listen to Illuminate the Dark by Dead Life. was illuminate the dark by dead life and i'm here with dead life right now talking about the importance of art and music the way that it can lift our spirits and inspire us <laughs> and the artists who make it <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> But yeah, man, so obviously uh, you know, I I'm appreciating hearing the, the passion yeah. on your end. It's very good. But it sounds like, you know, if you're always constantly making music and doing all these things, like what do you do you have mm-hmm. time to social life and get booze and get some ladies? <laughs> I want I want a lady in Ed's life. Oh man, I don't know if I should be honest or not. I could just
2: lie and say, Yeah, man, I'm I'm always going out, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out all the time. <laughs> I'm always walking about. <laughs> to be honest not really i don't really uh, bother with that stuff are you a monk basically yeah yeah i am pretty much a monk now like yeah in the past i've had relationships in the past and stuff but probably about a year and a half i've not really because i've just been like with what i'm doing i've just been 100 percent focused on on what i'm doing with with music
1: music is your mistress yeah basically who knows what the future
2: holds but i write a lot better when i can kind of Sit down and just absolutely spend all my time in my own world just writing. Obviously, not all my time in terms of like, you know, I can't be completely shut off from absolutely everyone. So I will still like, I will see people, but mainly my housemate. And then sometimes we have people over like once every couple of weeks because we've got the same friends. Our friends will come over, or like occasionally, you know, like we'll go out or something like that. But the past year and a half I've mainly been um just absolutely smashing music basically and I'm not really too interested in other stuff at the moment to be honest.
1: Have you been cutting your own hair? No, I haven't cut my hair
2: in about about a year actually because last time I went to the barber he told me, well, I had this one guy at the barber who was really cool who used to I used to go there and he'd always talk about God of War. <laughs> <laughs> he was really sound he was like a local lad he was like dead sound we'd like have a chat and like he'd always cut my hair exactly how i wanted it and then he fucking moved now there's this other guy and i went there and i was like yo i want my hair this length and then he cut it shorter and said oh you can't have it longer than that because any longer and it just doesn't work and I was like, what? So ever since then, I've been like, well, fuck this guy. Like, you well, he can't, he's telling me how, What? like, what's he on about? So I just <laughs> haven't been back. So ever since then, I've just haven't, I've just haven't had a haircut because I just haven't been back. I've just been like, well, I guess
1: I'm growing my hair now because I won't go to another barber. So Yeah, I've been cutting my own hair now for shit, must be like two and a half years now. Since COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so now I, I think I kinda have it down. Basically I just take the clippers and I buzz like just all the the sides and I just keep like the top yeah. long and sort of like comb it over, and then I take the thinning shears and just sort of go around the sides to uh to blend it in a bit. Yeah man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, dude, do you remember when ages ago when i had that mullet <laughs> yes i do well that started from me cutting my own hair because i couldn't cut the back so i just <laughs> ended up cutting the sides <laughs> that's how i ended up with a mullet so i was like oh fuck it i've got a mullet so i was like yeah fuck it and the reason i got rid of the mullet was because me and my long-term girlfriend broke up so I was like, "Oh fuck, man! I can't have a mullet now because, like, like you know, I've got no problem, with, like, dude, I've got no problem with mullets, but when you're like newly single after like five years, you can't hit the dating scene in 2014 with a fucking mullet. You just can't do it, man. Especially when, like, you know, this is fucking like eight years. Oh man, eight years ago. Fuck, we're old, man. That's <laughs> mad. But yeah, I was like, I need to get rid of this mullet. And I remember going to the barber in Liverpool, and the guy was like." Literally, I walked into the door, and instantly, the, the barber was just giving me shit. He was like, right, I'm cutting that mullet off. <laughs> as as I, in, I was like, mate, I'm having the worst time of my life right now. Like, I'm having, like, an, an existential crisis. I've had, like, a massive breakup. Like, I'm literally here to get my hair cut. Like, that's why I'm here. And he's just like, why have you got a mullet? And,
1: yeah. So I, have, <laughs> <so> I love- <laughs> I love the accusatory nature of that. Just, why have you got a mullet? <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. So I was like, yeah, well, that's why I'm here. That's still my image of you in my head. You with the mullet posting photos like fitness photos and you you had a girlfriend who was also like fitnessy i think yeah, yeah. and that's what i remember because i used to think like, like oh he's got a pretty attractive girlfriend i'm always happy for other people if they're in like you know nice relationships <laughs> and so that's what i thought of you i was just like that's who ed is right <laughs> eddie's got yeah, this man. fucking mullet and like <laughs> he's got some abs <laughs> <laughs>
2: Man, that was, like, a defining moment in my life. Because I started making music, I was just dabbling around, and, like, at that point, I'd already had a huge knock with music because I'd i been fired from this other band I'd been in because of, like, you know, industry bullshit, let's just say. Um, you know, like, I didn't fit the mould of this band. Like, I didn't want... You know, there's a lot of stuff behind it. It's obviously fine now, but at the time, I was really caught up over it. But you had abs! I had abs, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then me and her broke up, partly because of... Well, you know... These things, you know, they they kinda of die out. They just do. It had nothing to do with the abs. <laughs> it's like got too many abs, man <laughs> <laughs>
0: Can't deal with it.
2: <laughs> but <laughs> but um, it's like I oh, just just couldn't handle it man. She was just like, mate, I just can't this is too intense.
1: That's the fitness lifestyle, man. It's a certain type of person. <laughs>
2: say so, sorry you can't handle these abs you know it's yeah. just... <laughs> i just started uni and that kind of started what dead life is now i think because then i've really started posting loads of fitness pictures which is basically me being at uni being like ah like what's going on like <laughs> you know if you've been like heartbroken and you're just doing all this weird shit going out all the time getting drunk i was like going to the gym every night pumping iron like posting pictures of myself <laughs> Posting photos, like, like, what am I doing? Like, that's just not something that I really do. But at the time, that was what I was doing. Like, you know, every day I was like, there's me in the mirror, like, flexing, like, what what am I doing? Like,. It helped, man.
1: You know, I think sometimes people underestimate just the weird things you do when there's, like, emotional turmoil going on. Like, people will be driven to do very, very silly things. Honestly,
2: dude. Like, it was like my brain was, like, rewiring. It was like finding... It was like the old me was kind of like dying off. And honestly, like without sounding like I'm not going to go too like thingy, but it was like it felt like part of my soul was dying off and like growing back, like becoming who I would become, you know? Well, like, sounds
1: like your old soul was trapped in that hair on the back of your head. <laughs> yes. And then once, once the barber cut it off, that was like. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy
2: looking back. It was the weirdest few years. It was so strange. And, you know, I'd post a bit on Facebook. I was so bored. Like, I was like, you know, I'd try and produce a bit. And I'd, I remember sending deep house tracks to some producers because obviously I used to speak a bit to some producers in in the scene, and I'd be like, "Hey man, like, what do you think of this track?" And it would be like, you know, one minute I'd send a synth-ish track, and then I'd be sending like a, a house track because I don't know what I was doing. I was just learning, you know. I I, I don't know what was going on because after the band thing, it was like. I want to make music like that. That is my thing. That is what I want to do. I wanted to just sit there, and I was like, "I'm not going to move until I've learned to
1: produce something that I am happy with." And sometimes it's important to break through these uh, emotional barriers. There you go, man. And exactly. On that note, look at that. That completely natural segue. Let's listen to this song called "Emotional Barrier" from this very special album, "Tortured Waters" by Deadlife. Life. And that was Emotional Barrier by Dead Life from the album Tortured Waters. And I'm here right now with Dead Life. Ed getting real, talking about... Uh, you know the ups and downs of life i always feel weird interrupting you because i feel like you you got these things to say and i'm like we got to play a song it's been 10 minutes and so like keep on <laughs> fucking going off on one today man i keep it's on finding a way to get that's in. why we
2: need to talk before man because i need to like get what i've, I've got to like wind up like Right. Okay. Winding up. Right now, I'm ready.
1: That's the thing. It's funny because like when we were talking before we started recording, we just talked for like almost two hours, and I kept on thinking like I think people would really like to hear this conversation, (laughs) but like some (laughs) things can't be public, man. You know, sometimes you got to catch up with people, and you got to, you know. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh man yeah no it's cool man it's cool well I mean you know we go back away you know if, if that's a, a saying go back a ways yeah I think so I don't know I, I'm not very really good with sayings but something like I would google it but I'm, oh, I can't be this. no <laughs> <laughs> that's what i normally do google define and then i put it in i do it all the time man like especially on like twitter or discord or something if someone says something i'll be like what does that mean
1: it's weird i've always had like a a resentment of people who use language that other people won't understand like i just feel like if your honest goal is to convey an idea then you should say it in words that people can understand unless literally the word you're using is the only way yeah. to say that idea. So like when I read posts of people and they'll like throw in some dumbass word, I'm like what the fuck does that stupid word mean? And then I get upset <laughs> at the person and I'm not like one of those people just like the fucking elites you know they think I'm stupid or whatever like I, I, <laughs> I just honestly believe if your purpose is I'm trying to give people this piece of information you should say it in a way that people will understand.
2: Yeah well that's easier for people
1: and then more people will be like oh yeah I get it. I get what you're talking about. So I have this resentment of fucking dumb words that I don't know.
2: (laughs) No, (laughs) No, dude, like, I I act quite dumb, I think, and I'm not saying I'm not dumb, but I'm not that dumb,
1: but like... (laughs) <laughs> like, this is why I wasn't gonna say it because I was like some people are like oh yeah he's a fucking idiot I understand what you mean like I play dumb publicly about certain things so like sometimes there's certain topics where like I'll make little jokes here and there about stuff like I don't understand what people are saying and then in my private life I do like watch lots of videos on this topic or actually do have an opinion on this but I don't my public persona doesn't yeah yeah I'm just not gonna say anything <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather just say a few words about
2: some topics but a lot of them I think well I'm not going to touch that if I don't like something I'd be like oh well fuck that rather than have like a big debate about why I don't like it right. <laughs> I'd rather just be like I'm good I mean you know man like you you remember how I used to post on Facebook back in the day when I was a bit of a shit poster especially like I've never had bad intentions like I've always been like quite thingy but I've always been like well I don't like that nah fuck that yeah. you know like oh this is fucking mine <laughs> you know I'd rather just say it I'm quite direct, and I'd rather just be like, "Oh no, I'm not into this or, or that." But I won't have a big big brain conversation about it yeah. because it's just not. <laughs> it's. It, I mean, it's it's something that I've not really got the time for, like or the probably the mental capacity for. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> and like respect to anyone that has, like, I mean, I see all kinds of conversations, and I think, fuck me, man, that's that's, that's a lot to wade into. And sometimes I will drop into a conversation and say, "Ah, oh, nah, fuck that." <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: I love your example of anytime you have something to say it's nah, fuck that it's like yeah it's just like um, what's up bit nah, no fuck that and fuck this <laughs> fuck <laughs> <it that." laughs> But that doesn't mean I, like, hate something. No, I get it. But, you know... We don't always have time to to publish an essay or a think piece. You know, like, because I'll watch lots of things like that on YouTube where people have like, oh, this person's thought a lot about this one film. And they've got a whole essay about, you know, all the different facets of this movie. And I'm like, that's fine. Well, I mean, it's also, like, things that I won't say on Twitter, like the music industry. Is the music
2: industry full of shit? Yeah, of course it is. Like, I think we all know that. Is that just how it is? Yeah, it is. You no, know, I'm not going to put a big moany tweet and be like... Oh, fucking hell. You know, the bloody industry's bloody wank, innit? Like, this is, because, like, I feel like we know that, that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's always been like that. Like, that's why I'm making what I'm making. That's why, like, especially with what I'm doing, I'm not going to be like, right, guys, I'm going to bring out an album that's going to have loads of vocals on it and loads of choruses. I'm aiming for Billboard number one. Like, I'm yeah. not doing that shit because I'm not do you know what I mean that, that's just not who I am and, and it was very interesting someone asked me someone said something like would you go that way like do you think you'd ever change or whatever and I was like would I fuck no way like I know I won't like that's something I would never do unless I suddenly was really into that kind of music I was suddenly like you know what fucking our number ones are great I love them all like <laughs> i've never been that way so it's like i know exactly where what i'm about it's not that i hate that it's not like i hate all number ones i don't hate them all like i know they're there and i get people like them
1: that's why they're number ones <laughs> that's the best, that's the best you can say about a lot of that shit though eh? it's like i know it's there yeah it's like i'm not gonna be like oh you like him well fuck you like
2: i don't mind that people you know yeah that, that's fine it's just it's as an artist that's just not what i'm making and, and like i know there's people that like that kind of stuff and, and it's not like i see him and go Oh, I've heard you like those new
1: songs. Well, fuck you! You know, I'm not
2: bothered <laughs> if they like it. I'm like-
1: you know that they can like whatever they want like that's fine yeah of course and honestly that's what led me to the synthwave scene like because I was not necessarily hearing the music in the mainstream that I wanted to hear yeah. like if I was I wouldn't have given a shit about synthwave because yeah. the music I was listening to you know it was not delivering synthwave like I mean there was music I liked you know like I liked Radiohead and you know like there's things like this like oh yeah these artists are still making music and every four years Depeche Mode comes out with something and like modern day Depeche Mode there's like one good song on each album like okay whatever I'll I'll take it i'll take this weird industrial i'll take video game music i'll listen to wherever to get my synth fix and like that's the thing like obviously there is the quote-unquote synth wave sound right like the fucking miami nights 1984 and you know act la dreams and like these people doing that kind of music yeah. but then there's people like you it's just cool electronic music that has, you know, a cinematic quality or sort of it's very visually evocative. You know, like when I listen to your music, it's not like I sit there and go yes this is what I would picture you know dancing in a club or I would picture this and that but I picture like movie scenes I picture whole things going on it's very you know it's complex and that's what I liked about this scene and that's why I was so passionate about it and so when I sit there and go off about like pop music or, or what's number one or what's popular it's not that I hate the idea of other people liking music or liking shit that sucks it's just like the reason why I'm funneling so much passion into this scene was because I'm not getting what I want on the outside. Yeah. And nowadays when I do, I'm not resentful of it. Like, you know, if the weekend is popular, it doesn't bug me because it's good well-produced synthwave music the only thing that bugs me is people thinking that it's new or that he's inventing it or that you know there there isn't so many other talented people who I think deserve the spotlight you know what I mean like because obviously he's got a lot of money behind him so it's going to be well produced awesome sounding stuff and I know people like yourself you know you work in a job you come home with your computer and you're making stuff that is of high tier quality that I think also deserves recognition like I just feel like come on like when I see some of the shit or like my wife looks at tiktok and the stuff that's fucking looping on there is like the most annoying trash and i go fuck man like i know all these talented artists fucking loop their music (laughs) you know send them some money like why isn't this stuff trending on tiktok
2: i guess you know what it's interesting actually because there's there's a few things because i mean i do see people and i see artists get very frustrated by that and i totally understand why I guess for me, I got to a point where I was like, that's always going to happen, and I'm always going to write anyway. And you know what's interesting when you said about Synth is, well, fuck it, this might annoy some people, actually. (laughs) I'm going to say it anyway. But I think you already know it anyway. Like, I was never really into that much Synth. I was into, like, originally, I was into, what, Perturbator, Brute, Ghost, Laserhawk, Dan Terminus, or Phaserland, probably... One of the most synth people I was into is probably Phaserland, actually. I think his first his first album. I remember spinning that when I was working at Domino's. <laughs> I fucking loved that job. What a job that was. <laughs> I, I genuinely loved it. It was such a good job. Because everyone's happy to get pizza. Anyway, I'm gonna go on a tangent if yeah. I'm not there. So so basically that's because like a lot of my music was inspired by yeah I mean I loved Vangelis' Blade Runner soundtrack and there was a lot you know there's a, there's a few things in the 80s that I do like but what I really was into was video game soundtracks from the 90s and um, shows from the 90s you know like synths from the 90s certain UK acts from the 90s uh, you know because there's a lot of techno in the 90s you know it, especially from the UK like Underworld you know where uh, I don't know if you've heard Born Slippy oh, yeah like, I mean that's that's the, that's the classic I, that's yeah. you know I think the only one I know
1: is that song. Yeah, yeah.
2: And I mean, obviously, there was other things. There was like a lot of grunge and Britpop. And blah, blah blah. I mean, I wasn't into Britpop at the time, but a lot of the influences for my stuff comes from, I'd say, games. A lot of video games, without sounding like I'm promoting it, and I'm really, oh, I'm really into it. But like quite violent anime kind of stuff, and like games where it's like a, you know PvP oriented games. Just good, in my opinion, really good cinematic media, like really gritty, emotive media. Like I say, I watched Berserk. I've recently binged Berserk, and obviously that's got some really fucked up stuff in it. But you know, these things—they're just inspiring. You know, they inspire me to write, and I can literally watch. There's just certain things I can watch, and it really inspires me to write. And it just sparks something, and sometimes I can just write off the back of it. I mean, one day I'd love to write a soundtrack. One day. Well, I mean, whether I will or not whether i'll be asked one day because you know that's a whole the ball game being asked trust me man i've been close a few times but the way like the way i roll with it now is like if someone says to me hey man do you want to write a soundtrack for this thing i'm like yeah yeah you know you send me a contract and then we'll talk about it but until then like with the way these things work man people will say things but like you know i've been in this in our position so many times now that it's like i'm not an idiot you know like it's not my first radio. I know how it works. You know, until someone has a contract in front of me and they're like, right, sign here, then that's when I know it's gonna happen, you know? But it's one of those things that I know I can do it. I know that in the future, I'd love to do something like that. You know, if someone was like, right, I've got a you know, I wanna write a series or or a really good film or like something that or like some kind of game. And I'm not saying cyberpunk because I think I tied myself to cyberpunk for a long time, but um,
1: you know, just anything really. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned sort of tying yourself to cyberpunk because that sort of brings up an issue I have all over the scene, like with artists who connect their music with the same types of imagery. Actually, hold on, how about this? How about we, let's (laughs) listen to another track and then we'll dive in because we haven't listened to a track in a bit and then we'll we'll keep talking about this. So I want to listen to this uh, awesome track. This is Bitter Streets of Hubris. By dead life. And that was Bitter Streets of Hubris by Dead Life. And uh, just before I played that song, you mentioned sort of tying yourself to cyberpunk, you know, through your music. And, And that got me thinking along these lines because what bothers me is when musicians, especially in this scene, tie or, like, connect their music too closely to the visual, like, cliches and to the most obvious things. So, like, specifically what I mean is I find that sometimes in the scene there's, like, a lack of imagination of what the music can accompany. So the way it is now, it's like... Like, you know, this is a synthwave song, so the visuals are this. Uh, Fucking driving on a coastline, a guy with a fucking white blazer with the the sleeves rolled up, Uh, you know, a sunset, a chick riding by on rollerblades, right, like... There's all these things that people think of, and I'm like, dude, all of this music, if it's cool, will add an interesting and cool vibe to any sort of project. Like, I always loved the Tangerine Dream soundtrack for the movie Legend.
2: Oh, fucking, that is such a good fucking soundtrack, dude. I love
1: that soundtrack. Love by the Sun is a fucking banger. (laughs) I always found that song really funny, because it's so cheesy. Like it's so cheesy, it's so corny. I love that song. The vocalist <laughs> like legends can be. <laughs> forever. It's the guy from Yes, isn't it? Is I have, no, I actually yes. have never known, but <laughs> up until that point, and even now, there's a certain expectation. Oh, you're doing a fantasy movie, so it has to have an orchestral score. And when a fucking little elf walks out, we'll do a little flute thing and fucking <laughs> whatever. <laughs> And so, what I always loved about Legend specifically was that it has a vibe unlike any other fantasy film because of the fucking score. Yeah. It's a full synth score. It technically like doesn't belong based on what we expect from these fucking cliches yeah and so when i listen to your music yes obviously there is a fucking you can make a cyberpunk action movie and there's shots of flying cars and buildings with fucking you know futuristic things on them and stuff going on but it would also be cool just to watch a movie where this is the music yeah it's a fucking crime drama and whenever there's a fucking action scene just fucking dead life music blaring you know what i mean like i want more people to step outside of what they expect to see and i guess maybe it just that's up for to for creative people to to make those sorts of choices and do interesting things because at the end of the day if the music is cool take the risk and experiment yeah and just go like what don't i expect to? i mean obviously uh you know, within reason. I mean, don't do anything stupid. Like, I'm not expecting, like, crazy techno music during a scene where, like, someone's delivering a baby or something, you know, whatever, like... (laughs) And again, when when you talk about wanting a contract, it's one of those things that shows that the person is serious. Because I think every so often, people get lucky. I think Carpenter Brute got lucky with the fact that the people who happened to make the video for fucking Turbo Killer, Seth Ickerman, I had them on the show, they just happened to be incredibly talented people. Yeah, it's a fucking nuts video that, man. It's fucking crazy. It's like one of the best music videos I've ever seen. And so that's yeah. that's an example when, you know, someone says, oh, can I make a music video for you? And you're like, uh, yeah, that'd be cool. And then you just happen to stumble upon a team of people who just so happen to make one of the best music videos ever made. Mm -hmm. It doesn't always happen that way. And so that's why you got to cover your ass just in case. Because there's a lot of people who will say like, oh, yeah, I'll make a cool thing for you. And then they make shit. And then you're stuck with some shit.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, basically.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And happens a lot. A lot more. (laughs) That's much more common, I think.
1: Because I think at least if someone is serious enough about their craft that they're willing to say, like, oh, here's a contract, I'm willing to, you know, then, then at least it's like you know they're a serious person. Yeah, and people, I think people view contracts
2: as bad as well. And it's like, no, like this is like a, a thing, like, we are going to deliver this, like, and I will deliver something as well. I will deliver you this, and you'll deliver this. That's part of it. Like, that's, that's how it works. As opposed to like, oh, yeah, we want, you know, we're interested in you being involved. It's like, cool. But, you know, I've heard that so many times. Like I say, I've had it over the past two, three years where people have been like, oh, you know, we want you to be involved in this thing we're doing. It could be a TV show, it could be a film, it could be a documentary. And some people have tried to get me involved in things, and some people haven't been the ones to call the shots, but they're trying to get me onto something. Maybe they like my stuff, but they're not the ones calling the shots. So it is a hard industry to get into. It is a different thing, but I'm like, I know... That's something that, like, I'm fully confident with and I know that I can do. But, I mean, I think some of my stuff's quite already in that vein and whether I'll go all out on that, we'll have to see. I mean, I'm right at the moment. Like, right now, I'm starting this project now and um, man it's so fun just it's so good to be like excited to I just love writing (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting that impression I feel so lucky to be able to just open up a button and be like holy fucking shit what am I gonna do so I'll like open it and I'll just tinker about and I'll be like oh man that sounds
1: so cool you know what I wanna hear I wanna hear your music on a nature documentary there that'd be the fucking thing You know the lizards are all running down the beach and chasing that fucking, getting chased by snakes and all of a sudden fucking... fucking hey man we, who knows man maybe yeah that's what I want can't rule out
2: <laughs> I think my dream would be like to be about 90 years old and to be banging out soundtracks just be <laughs> some old guy and like eventually I'd like to go live that is something I mean you know that is something that I am aiming for I don't know what kind of live artist that would be because obviously like I really haven't got that disposable income like, to use on a lot of live gear I haven't got the space I still write in my bedroom the same bedroom that, that I have you know for numerous albums now and, and it is a house share you know so I've only got this room so it's like finding how am I going to do that how am I going to take it live and there isn't much money to put into those kind of things so it's what kind of live artist I I would be but I'd like to think that hey man maybe one day who knows I could be like in my 80s and I could be like yeah man I'm going to do a show and I'm gonna be 85 years old man I'd be so badass like (laughs) just some old man just playing some beats from some weird fucking show that I did a soundtrack to like you know just some some weird fantasy in my head like that'd be awesome yeah Um, (laughs) with loads of other 85 year olds all watching because we're all just there. (laughs) like we're all just there like yeah man like that'd be cool but I definitely uh I know th- something has changed since I did this last album which obviously you're playing songs from at the moment on you know on this episode but in terms of synth and stuff and, and in terms of sounds and the synth scene I don't really listen to much of what's going on at the moment a lot of stuff listened to is soundtracks mostly it's all I really listen to so it's like I'm heavily into my media from the I guess like late 80s to 90s and then probably into the noughties certain shows and stuff and certain games and like you know especially old games like Unreal Tournament and you know I guess Quake and stuff like that and you know and like quite competitive games like that like I've got on Final Fantasy and I, you know I've, I've just been slamming PvP and I've me, man like on that game like PvP on Final Fantasy 14 is quite a niche thing like no one really plays the PvP on it but fucking hell man I've been slamming it because I'm just like I just want to fucking I love it like I just just <laughs> something with PvP in it like <laughs> so and the thing is it's probably because partly because I've been so wanting to write having an outlet you know yeah. like something to be like fucking hell and it's cathartic to write you know it's cathartic to get it out and um you know I think it is good to have an outlet you know whether it's running or working out I probably should work out again but maybe not post as many photos <laughs> I'll get those abs back but it is something that like it is good to write again and it's funny because <laughs>
1: It was, it was a long way to get to that to that point man like, I such shit man I'm fucking this is, it is a charting bollocks it is good to
2: write again <laughs> it's just man well, how about well, this like,
1: listen I, I, you can still talk but I want to I want to interrupt you and play a song yeah go on then I, I want to <laughs> <laughs> might as well i'm gonna full-on just uh, drop the pretense of having a a clever interjection and just just, just shut up it's time for needle in my neck <laughs> but but <laughs> it's a weird way to introduce that one uh is the this is a cool track from dead life this is needle in my neck dig it that was dead life with needle in my neck i'm here right now with dead life just talking about the creative inspiration and the vision and the passion of the christ that's all (laughs) i need to put a filter on i think
2: (laughs) there just isn't one man i can't help it like when i start it's like a fucking it's like an engine it's just fucking it's why i need to write i've got to write today and then i'll shut the fuck up Too late though, like, I got up and then I was like... I spoke to you for fucking, like, well, like, almost two hours about stuff. And then I thought, well, maybe by now I would have, like, calmed down a bit. And I'd be able to be like, oh, right, okay. No. Really like-
1: <laughs> I feel like the energy yeah. level of this conversation has just been ramping. I know, it just has, on not it? I'd be, like, screaming at the end. Like, yeah. fucking, well, fucking I oh. feel like the second I hang up the phone, you're going to go and, like, slam your head into a wall. And, like, <laughs> start kicking stuff. <laughs>
2: <It's> <laughs> time for some one. football! Man, I've just got a lot of energy, man. It- I just want to fucking... Yeah, I, I kind of thought. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of knew this was gonna. Yeah, I did think today. I was like, right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna obviously speak to Andy. I've not spoke to him for about, you know, just over a year now. Have a catch up, it'd be cool, man. It'd be cool. But you know, I I'd just woken up, so I was like, I, you know, I'll get two brews down me, get a Befis, well, Pepsi, and then I'll, you know, we'll. we'll, we'll <laughs> <laughs> We'll we'll chat for a bit, and then I'll be nice and chill. And, yeah, it's <laughs> Like I love seeing one of those guys who's like you know, well, more like very to the point and talk. You know, very like yes just say a few words it's done up man it's like a stream of consciousness it just kind of just
1: spills out and there it is well the point is this <laughs> number 1 people should go and pick up tortured waters because it's a cool album i think i said this to you last time but i'll say it again it's like you are one of these artists who when you put out an album like every track is cool and so it's like when i'm picking the five or six to play during the the conversation it is just a pain in the ass cuz i'm like ah these are all cool like i guess i'll do this one and i'll do this one you know and I'm I mean, so it's cool stuff you make awesome music and uh it always uh it makes me happy to see the uh you know more dead life releases and it sounds like you're very excited to keep writing so that's cool which means we'll have uh we'll have more cool music on the horizon
2: oh hell yeah man I, like I've got to be careful cause I end up talking about my next stuff when my new stuff's just come out and then I end up just being like oh man my new stuff blah, blah, and I am just fucking <laughs> talking about that for ages. and then everyone's like fucking hell it's not even do you know what I mean like I get ahead of myself all the time I, oh fuck man but what I will say is I mean I don't know like if anyone's listening that obviously is listens to my stuff you know I, I mean if you haven't heard my stuff um hello <laughs> <laughs> I'm so awkward man I'm not very good at this shit man uh, I'm not very good at digging myself up I'm dead life you right. Uh yeah beeps. hey man
1: the music speaks for itself
2: yeah I think it's better that way isn't it? I think I'm better just shutting up but if you if you do listen to it I would like to give a shout out to everyone that, that does leave messages and stuff and if you follow my stuff for a while like like I do really appreciate that it is crazy like how like over the past few years it's just been like it just never sinks in you know it's like it's, it's crazy I, I think I put a message out quite recently just it, man it is better over text because I can really think about what I'm what I want to say like you know I don't just ramble for like fucking seven paragraphs like hmm. well you know you know uh, anyway so you know I can actually just put it in one paragraph and it's a lot more eloquent and like clear this has been very very eloquent what are you talking about exactly <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, I am really thankful for everyone that picks up my stuff. I did really appreciate it. So thanks very much for, for picking up my stuff, listening to it, streaming it. I am just a dude in my, in my room making beeps, so it does mean the fucking world to me. So, if, you know, if any of you, the people listening to this are listening to this, which obviously you are, which I just fucking said. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're getting meta here, man. Then uh, Yeah, like, thanks. Thanks very much. It It, it does mean a lot so thank you well that's a lovely sentiment to end on look it's always nice to catch up with you we'll do it again in the future I'll, I'll catch you on a day when you haven't jacked up on like fucking four caffeinated drinks or something before we man, hit this record this is me
2: every day this, this <laughs> is probably me at like 5% man like fucking hell
1: <laughs> <laughs> But I know we got to wind down because we've I mean, I gotta know the audience wasn't privy to the first fucking two hours, but I haven't even taken a bathroom break and I'm about to explode because we've just been sitting here talking now for uh, three and a half hours. And like, we, <laughs> I haven't, holy shit, man, like the audience needs to know about that. <laughs> but the point is, uh, you're a cool guy and uh, keep on making cool music and uh, we'll keep listening to it. I appreciate it, dude. Thanks very much for having me on, dude. All right, and that was my catch-up with Dead Life. Hope you enjoyed that. I had a lot of fun. Uh, we were laughing a lot that day. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love when people just come into the conversation with just, like, so much crazy energy. And uh, and he was wired, man, which is always good. It makes for a fun chat. And, of course, uh, the music of Dead Life is awesome. So, look, I want to uh, thank you all for listening to the show. And thank you so much for supporting the show. I promise that once everything is set up in a new location, I will get back to putting out episodes on a more regular schedule, and I thank you for bearing with me during this time. There's a lot going on, and every two seconds there's all these fucking complications, and and every day it just seems to keep, like, compounding and, uh... What I'm saying is I'm gonna become a heroin addict. <laughs> I'm just gonna jump ahead and just skip a few steps and just go straight to the fucking hardcore drugs and just, ah, uh, you know? Remember what uh, it was in train spotting, you know, whenever they would do it and they would sort of, like, fall backwards into the floor and it was all calm and it's just like, oh, that seems like such a great idea. Except for the whole, like, life-ruining aspect where they just turn into, like, these weird scumbags and just, like, uh, die and squalor. So that's not something I want to do, okay? So what a weird way to end the show. I apologize. Look... Thank you for listening to Beyond Synth, okay? It's the best Synthwave chat show there is, and you're the best audience there is because you listen to the best Synthwave chat show there is, and you support the best Synthwave chat show there is, which makes you all very, very cool people. So uh, stay tuned to more Beyond Synth coming soon, and until then, I'm out of here.
0: Beyond Synth is made possible by the supporters on Patreon and PayPal. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a supporter at patreon.com slash beyondsynth or donating via PayPal at beyondsynth.com. If you want to submit music to the show, please email beyondsynthsubmissions at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to Beyond Synth on YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook. May the Force be with you.
1: Beyond Synth is made in partnership with your mom.